being a maverick. What it really boils down to is a relentless pursuit and an unquenchable thirst for your goals. You're so obsessed with being the best possible version of yourself that everything else falls away. And a lot of times when you want to be this great, you often live a lot of periods without balance. And that's okay. But you got to remember the big picture. Because the last thing that I would want for my life is to get everything that I've ever wanted and to not have the people that I want with me. You're listening to The Isaac Velez Show, a podcast that inspires high performers to reach new heights and be better than their best. My name is Isaac, and I'm best known for my performance coaching, elevating elite athletes and entrepreneurs to unlock their full potential. On this podcast, I sit down and share vulnerable stories on my journey, lessons that I've learned, and I bring on high performers as guests to unlock new insights and share authentic conversations about what winning really looks like. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome everyone to today's episode on the Isaac Velez Show. Today we're going to be talking about what it means to be a maverick. So we're going to start off with a little story. You all know, if you've been following me for some time, that 2020 was a huge year for me. COVID changed a lot about how I viewed myself, how I viewed my world, but most importantly, how I viewed what I could do, my potential. And so over the past couple of years, it's been expanding upon that idea of what could I achieve if I didn't worry about the risks? And it brought me back to a moment that a lot of us might remember, but we don't really think about that much. And that's when we were young kids and we had the biggest dreams. Stuff when you were in preschool, kindergarten, first grade, when they told you, what do you want to be? And we talked about the things that we cared about, not what made the most money or had the best public perception or was known as good careers or how long it took in school or what you had to do to get there. It was what you wanted pure and what you knew about the world. But over time, people stick their fingers in our face and they tell us what we can and cannot be. And people listening to this, right? People who understand where I come from on this, we're entrepreneurs. We're trailblazers. We create our own path. We forge ahead regardless of the torpedoes that come our way. But that doesn't mean we're immune to the attacks that come from everyone else, that come from the nature of people telling us what we can and cannot do. And unfortunately, we still look to others sometimes for motivation, for guidance, for mentorship, because we still don't trust ourselves completely. Now, trusting yourself is a dangerous thing, but it's also one of the only things that's going to get you to where you want to be. Because stop asking people for change when you don't even trust yourself. Stop asking people to give you the support and the guidance and the mentorship if you're not ready to trust yourself. Because change boils down to things that happen without your care in the world and things that you control. Right, The world changes. Think about something like nature. It doesn't matter if your father dies, if your spouse dies, if your kids die. The grass in your lawn is still going to grow. The trees are still going to shed their leaves. Flowers are still going to go into the ground and then come back up and shine. The sun's going to come out every morning. 
it doesn't care about the changes, no matter how hard they are on you. Change will continue to happen without us. But there is change that we can control. There is change that we have the power to change things. But we can only do so if we trust ourselves, if we trust our ability to go out in the world and do the things we want to do. And so what it means to be a maverick, it combines the essences of the dreamers and the visionaries, those who overcame everyone telling them what they could and could not do. But there's a lot of dreamers in the world, and dreaming isn't enough to change your life. There's a lot of people with great dreams and ideas who never become anything because they never try. They never implement. They can't stick through the bad times. Anyone can invest in the stock market when it's going up, but when the bubble bursts, there's not a few that there's not many that remain in the game. So what else do you need? You need someone that can execute. Someone that is disrupting, someone that doesn't care about timelines, about feelings. They need to get things done. <clears throat> They're a doer. And so when we came up with the term, we spent two months on branding, but on the term itself, we wanted one name, one term. And that was the Mavericks. Because a maverick is uncommon, it's unordinary. A maverick is someone that has the dreams and the visions, right? They're not small minded people. Mavericks have huge aspirations. In whatever industry they compete in, they are going to be the best. But they're not just dreamers. They're not just visionaries. And they're not just disruptors, too. They don't just have new ideas that change the industry. They're doers. They take everything they want to be, and they actually become those things. <clears throat> they take dreams, and they make them into goals. Right? It's the high-performing athletes, the high-performing entrepreneurs, the high-performing executives that simply don't care whether or not people are on board because their idea is going to get done whether or not people are on board. And so what it means to be a maverick is to tap into the most authentic, relentless part of yourself and to go for the best and then still go for more. Which is why, you know, as we know, whenever we finish off the show episode here, I close it out with Benny, Vidi, Vici, I came, I saw, I conquered. That becomes the epitome of what a maverick does, right? They come to the situation they care about. They see everything. They analyze the picture. They get what's going on here. They get the powers at play. They get the moves they have to make. And they win. And it's that. That's it. Because they move on. Mavericks are the kind of people that are weird to average people. They're the kind of people that don't care that much about their birthdays or big ceremonial days. They're the kinds of people that have the biggest record-breaking milestone in their career and then the next morning, they're back in the gym or back in the office working on the next project. Winning was never the outcome. Winning's what they do for the results that they want. And the results that they want are to be the best, to be on top. And so if you're listening to this, and this, this really sounds like you, the Maverick's ego is the biggest ego there really is out there. Because when you have people that are very confident, but they're delusional, they have big egos. But the second the ego gets matched with the delusion, they start to lose a bit of confidence. If you're really that guy, and you have the proof to back up everything that you say, your ability to listen is going to continue to go down and down and down, 
which is not a bad thing because how many people are qualified to really speak to you and help you? But if your ultimate goal is to be the absolute best, you have to tap into people who can make you the absolute best. If you want to talk about a guy who does that, let's talk about a guy like Tim Grover. Tim Grover coached Kobe, Dwayne Wade, Michael Jordan. Tim Grover was not in any means better than any of those three athletes in basketball, not even a tenth of good as they were as basketball. But they wouldn't have been the players that they were without him. And they admitted to themselves that they needed help. And this guy got him there. And so the question is, are you able to take advice and listen so you can get better? Because I know for me, listening to others who necessarily I don't want to be like is a weird thing. And I've worked on trying to find interesting things that people come to. But when it comes to really listening and really trying to act upon upon something that someone tells you, you have to understand where they're coming from and how you can use that information to approve yourself. But it's also going back to a stoic ideal. And that is that Seneca once talked about it and Marcus Aurelius talked about it too. We guard our houses, our belongings, our bodies even, right? If someone were to try to stab us, if someone were to try to come into our house, we might defend it. We lock our cars, we lock our houses. Now they didn't talk about cars back then, but that we lock our belongings to keep them safe. We guard our things. We guard our families. But ask yourself, how do you guard your mind? Opinions, things that don't matter, irrelevant ideas, self-doubts, criticisms, whether it comes from you, whether it comes from the outside world, whether it comes from your family and friends. How do you guard your mind against everything that happens? Because I can tell you for a long time, I didn't think about guarding my mind. I didn't think about the barriers that you have to create, but not even the barriers, but the fortitude to always remember who you are. There was a speaker at a conference I went to recently. And so, as some of you might know, I sit um, I sit in this mastermind known as The Standard. And a lot of some of our interviewees have been from The Standard. Great guys like Hafiz and Joseph Hines. We've interviewed them way back when, when we were the Gentleman's Atlas. We had this conference. We had a speaker come out. His name is Donald Knight. Great, great, high-performing executive. And he was talking to everybody. And he said, you know, stand up if you believe you are high-value. A lot of guys in the room stood up. I inclusively stood up. He said, remain standing if you're on, you know, the Dallas 500 list. We were in Dallas. Dallas 500 list. Inc. 500. Fortune 500 CEO. Nobody in the room stayed standing. There's always someone ahead of the game of you. There's always someone out there doing more than you are. There's always someone out there willing to take the spot away from you. But that doesn't have to demotivate you. That shows you that you can go for more. That shows you there's more to fight for. But our worth isn't just measured by the career or the business that we make or how high we get into the career. What I have come to process over the last three years has been what I now boil down to the four F's fulfillment. I started with you know, my own concepts as a kid. And I solidified them with Zig Ziglar, who had the wheel of success. You had your career, you had your fitness, you had your family, you had your finances, you had your mental, you had your personal, and you had your spiritual. These seven areas were the major components of success. And so what I did is I broke them down into what I called the 
horizons of focus. I don't know who invented the concept, but I did learn in a couple of years back and it's basically how far out the goal is. So you have your earth horizons, what's happening now, right? Your day-to-day tasks, your calendar, there's that. You got your goal horizons, you have your visions, you have the areas, and then you have the purpose, right? The stars. What's the biggest picture of your life? But then I realized that when you create more areas, while good, the more you create, the less important each area becomes. And it's also when you set goals and you're setting goals for seven different areas, for four different timelines, there's a lot of things going on here. And so through kind of a process of elimination as well as combining, I said, what could I do to reduce the amount of areas into the things that I find to be most important that consolidate things? And so I thought about a rule that I created, which was the rule of three to five. You know, everything, every options, they, I need three to five, right? Three gives me enough to where I have options and I'm not on a single point of failure, but five is the cap where I have enough options but I'm also not diversifying so much that it's so diluted and hard to use those options. But then I said, what if I was even simpler on this? What if I chose the in-between, right? Stoics talk about moderation, the number four. Four for me is a symbolic number because growing up playing soccer, number four was my favorite number. Not to mention that my initials themselves spelled out the letter four in Roman numerals, Isaac Velez, IV. And so it was a very significant number. So I said, what if I changed the rule of three to five to the rule of four, right? Things in my life have four quantities. And so I started coming up with this this four concept when it came to different components. So for example, we have the four C's of content in our business. We have the four S's of sales in our business. And in my life, and you know, this carries over into business, but in my life, I have the four F's of fulfillment, right? So the, the letter kind of connotes what it is. So the four F's of fulfillment are your family, and that includes friends, fitness, this is both physical and mental, your faith, what you choose to believe in, and your finances, right? And that one, that one just encompasses finance, right? Wealth. And so with these areas, I now kind of focus on, okay, you know, if I'm having objectives with different timelines, so I also shift, so that changes the wheel of success for me, and now it's just this box. But it's also correlated to well, what values have I adopted over a long time of research? And those happen to be the four cardinal virtues of Stoicism. Wisdom, moderation, courage, and justice. Four, the four pillars. Now with the four Fs, right? There's a lot of congruency here. And so for a lot of people, this may seem odd, but when you have congruency in what you do, you begin to create this new sort of style that identifies with you. And that's what Maverick is being about. It's creating the systems that are unique and tailored to you. There's no secret for success. There's a lot of roads to success. But success is something that has to be defined by you. What is success for me is not the same as it is for you. And you might think that makes a lot of sense. And that's kind of just like a weird thing to say. Like, obviously, that's true. We have different ideas of success. But the question is, think about what success means to you. Go there, sit there for five minutes. What does success actually mean like? Go into the material things too. What car are you driving? Where are you living, right? Are you standing there drinking a glass of scotch in a penthouse in New York City? Or are you in the jungle? Are you somewhere is somewhere remote where it's only you and you're completely isolated? Are you a father with three kids 
wife? Are you a bachelor? There's no judgment here. There really isn't. There's what do you want and then there's why do you want it, right? Simon Sinek talks about this in his book, Start With Why. Start With Why. Why in the world do you want with what you want? And so as I've explored this idea, I've come to kind of create what we use in our coaching, which is the essentialist growth process. And we focus on these different aspects. So we focus on authenticity or what is called the niche of one. Right. We talk about niches. Right. So, you know, you have different areas of, of business and interest and stuff like that. The niche of one is your most authentic personal brand. So we talk about the overlap of what are you good at? What are you passionate about? What do you find meaningful and what do you have the skills to do? Right. And so we talk about the overlaps and how this circulates into what you can be doing. We have a marketing concept, which is not just limited to marketing, but really how you promote yourself. And that's called the sphere of influence. Right. When people get into your bubble, what do they see about you? both with and without you, right? So the marketing and the you being there and the branding of what speaks when you're not in the room. We talk about that. When it comes to being a maverick, what it really boils down to is a relentless pursuit and an unquenchable thirst for your goals. You're so obsessed with being the best possible version of yourself that everything else falls away. And a lot of times when you want to be this great, you often live a lot of periods without balance. And that's okay. But you got to remember the big picture. Because the last thing that I would want for my life is to get everything that I've ever wanted and to not have the people that I want with me. That concludes this episode. I hope you all enjoyed. I am excited for this new year. This is a chance to, again, take advantage of the growth. Don't look at New Year's resolutions. Screw New Year's resolutions. Make a list of goals. What are you going to do to make this your best year yet? And go do it. Let's go do it together. Let's go be the best that we can now and forever. Right? Is today one day or day one? And what if we just lived every day like a day one? Every day was a new day to be the best and to get started with our future. That concludes today's episode. Veni, Vidi, Vici, I came, I saw, I conquered. That concludes today's episode of The Isaac Velez Show. If you gained any value from today, we'd be grateful if you share the episode and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you were looking to get more involved with us, Visit our website, www.isaacantoniovelez.com and follow us on Instagram for daily content. See you in the next episode.